had him, had him on my heart. Had him there the other day, called him, and uh, he, he's obligated. I told him, I said, the next chance you get, I said, you're obligated at the church because I, I don't just call people just to call them. If the Lord don't lay them on my heart, I don't like to call people. But uh, I know the Lord laid this man on my heart. Let's pray for him as he comes. Certainly is a blessing to be back at Community Chapel. Blessing to be back in the house of the Lord just to be able to, another opportunity to be able to praise Him. Amen. He's done so much for me and like it's already been said, you know, so many opportunities I just let, just slip through the cracks. I take for granted so many times. The times I could be praising Him when I keep my mouth shut or I keep my seat. And I'm thankful for another opportunity to be able to do what He called me to do. You know, as Dean was talking and He called me Asked me to come. You know, I'd been praying, God, please, you know, use me again. Use me again. And it wasn't just a couple days after that, Jonathan called me. A couple days after that, Dean called me. I know the Lord will use those who are willing. The Bible says there must first be a willing mind. It's accepted according to what a man hath, not according to what he hath not. I'm thankful for the opportunity to be used one more time of the Lord. I earnestly desire your prayers. I say all the time, I, just because God called me to preach does not mean I'm a preacher. They will be no preaching to him unless he passes by. But I'm so thankful that I know, Brother Dean, he will be here. How can you say that preacher with such, such confidence because he promised me that he would? He said, for I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Fear not, for I am with thee. Neither be dismayed. Where two or three are gathered together in your name, there am I in the midst of them. And i got to believe there's more than two or three here tonight gathered together in His name. So don't let the devil tell you it's no use to come on a Sunday night that God ain't going to pass by. He already promised that He would. Ain't you glad we got that kind of promise from the Lord? You might try to read in Genesis, the 26th chapter. Y'all just bear with me. might do quite a bit of reading. I'll try to skip around as much as I can. I know our minds begin to... to to wonder if we do a lot of reading, but I encourage you to follow along with us. Not really a familiar part in the Bible, though, even though it should be. Not one that I don't reckon I've ever heard preached from before. I know I've never preached from it. I don't recall any, ever remembering anybody else preached from it, but I feel this is where the Lord's led our heart tonight. We'll start in the first verse of Genesis chapter 26. And there was a famine in the land beside the first famine, and that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went up to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerar. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee and will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed I will give unto these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven, and will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Skip down to the 12th verse. 
Then Isaac sowed in the land and received in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possession of flocks and possession of herds and great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him for all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham his father. The Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found their well of springing water. And the herdmen of Gerar did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of of the well Isaac, because they strove with him. And they digged another well and strove for that also. And he called the name of it Sitna. And he removed from thence and digged another well. And for that they strove not. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, For now the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. That's as far as we'll read tonight. I earnestly desire your prayers. I don't know. What God would have me to say out of this? Uh, but we find we're picking up in Isaac's life uh, after Abraham, his father, had passed away. And you think about this here, Abraham. Uh, he had followed his father all his life. Uh, Abraham was a great man, Dean. Uh, had many possessions. Uh, had many flocks. Had many servants. Uh, and here was Isaac uh, all along those times following after him. And as always, uh, his father serving the Lord. So in worshiping the Lord, digging these wells, being obedient unto God. Uh, and here he was, his father died. And what we see, the Lord come by Isaac's away, and he told him, hey, he said, if you'll do what your father did, I will bless you. The same promise that I gave your fathers, I will give unto you. We find almost a, a similar story when Joshua takes a, over after Moses dies. The Bible said that the Lord told us that unto Joshua, as I was with Moses, so shall I also be with you. That's what the Lord was telling us here. He said, as I was with your father Abraham, so also I will be with you. Well, preacher, what does that mean for us? Those same promises apply to us today. If we will live the way Abraham did, if we will live the way Moses did, God's made a promise. He will be with us as well. Now think about this. As I said, Abraham was a great man. He had many possessions. Every bit of that inheritance went to his son Isaac. Every bit of it went to him. What we see now, how thinking naturally for a little bit, how we see all these foolish farmland around here, it getting sold off one after another because of the father, the husband, the grandfather, whoever it may be, died. And the kids said, I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want to have anything to do with it. And they sell it off. I'm afraid we find ourselves in the same exact 
situations need in our churches, in our spiritual lives, and these mighty warriors, men and women of God, have passed it on to go on to meet their just reward. And the sons and the daughters say, I want nothing to do with that. And they sell their inheritance. They sell their birthright just as Esau did. And say, I don't want anything to do with that anymore. And surely it doesn't have to be that way. And they say, well, I don't have to live it the way they did. I don't have to pray as much. I don't have to give as much of my life to God as my father did. And look where they're at today. So here's Isaac inherited all this. Oh, and the Lord passed by his way and told him, he said, if you'll be with me, I'll be with you. The same promise that I made unto your father Abraham, I will do unto thee, he said. And so Jordan in this land, don't go down into Egypt. Don't go down into the world. Stay right here where I put you. Oh, goodness gracious. If some church members would get a hold of that every once in a while, stay where God put you. Listen to what God has to say for your life. Oh, that's the only way we're going to grow. Only way we're going to prosper is if we're in the will of the Father. Listen what he said. So join in this land, and I will be with thee. A promise from God. If you'll do what I'm saying, I will be with thee. And will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed, I will give all these countries, and will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. All the blessings you've seen me bestow on your father Abraham. God's saying, I will do that for you. Think about those mighty men and women in your life that you held high that were pillars in the church. Uh, God's trying to say, all that I've done for them, I will do for you too. Oh, oh, but we can't, we can't despise our birthright. We can't shun our inheritance and live off of that camp, brother. He said, the Lord forbid me. The Lord forbid me. I'll just sell my inheritance unto you. And so many, so many churches across this land are sailing for substitutes and wonder where the glory of God has gone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they settled for what the devil had to offer. They didn't stay with what God said would work. They didn't stay with what they've seen proven in their own lives. How many? I can think of five or six just off the top of my head. Oh, whose mother and father poor mighty men and women of God did. Oh, and they never darkened the door of the church house. Never take 
answer. And we have what an inheritance and that most of us are shining. The Lord forbid me to sell to you my inheritance. Oh, and here's Isaac. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Well, preacher, we don't want to be under all the same things. And we don't want to do the same things that our mother and our fathers did. But well, I'm telling you, if you're going to get to God, you'll have to go the same way they did. God's not changed any, has He? Oh, and if we have the power with God that our forefathers did, we're going to have to come the same way. It don't seem like many people's interested anymore. They just... I just want to go through the motions anymore, Mark. Like you were saying about the apostles, what would they think about the churches across this land nowadays? Oh, listen. Oh, they thought that Paul was mad. Oh, because they thought he had gone crazy because of how fervently he preached of the Word of God. How long has it been? I said, somebody's not that you. Well, I don't want them to think I'm crazy. Oh, I want them to see God in me. How about you? Whether they think I'm crazy or not, how God said it and pleased Him through the foolishness of preaching. Oh, if you see me as a fool tonight, that's fine with me. I want you to see Him. Oh, I just don't think, I just don't think we can do that. That's too hard, preacher. And there, the lamp of God went out. The glory was departing from the temple in Samuel's day. Why? Because... Eli and his sons would not obey the word of the Lord. Yeah. It was their job to keep the lamp lit, Dean. What did God say that we were? Ye are the light of the world. A city set on a hill which cannot be hid. Oh, oh, the only job to keep the lamp Lift! Oh, how are we keeping our lamps lit today? But ere the lamp of God went out in the temple, God called Samuel. Well, there it is, preacher. We're just waiting on God to call somebody. If I've heard it one time, I've heard it a million. Bill telling a story about a man who pulls up on a wreck and everybody's standing around and he thought to himself, somebody ought to do something. And then the thought hit him as soon as he 
say to her when she was saying, well, I don't know if I can do this. He said, thank God that deliverance will not come from someplace else but you and your house. What? You and your house. Let's flip over there and read it. I don't want to quote it wrong. I want you to know this is the Word of God. Y'all just bear with me. I don't ever want somebody to think uh, this is Stanley Surratt's words uh, or this uh, is will have my interpretation of it. No, this is the Word of God. <coughs> Y'all bear with me. This is uh, Esther 4th chapter. We'll start with the 13th verse. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther. Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. Oh, so what if... Isaac would have went on down to Egypt where it looked like a better place for him and his family to go to Isaac, no doubt. Looked like a better place to go to raise a family. But God said, stay here. What would have happened? What would have happened? Him and his family would have been destroyed. Oh, but it would not have made God's promise of no effect. God would have still been true to His Word. God would have made sure He kept His promise to Abraham. Why? Because Abraham obeyed His voice. Let's read on. Then Isaac sowed in that land. He stayed where God told him to stay. And he sowed. And received in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. He blessed him. Why? Because he was obedient to God's Word. Why in the world do you think God blessed our forefathers? Those that we hold high our pillars in the church. Because they were obedient to what God told them to do. Oh, and it said, Isaac here brought forth a hundredfold. Read of a parable over there. Oh, well, their son brought forth thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. Oh, and I've often uh, thought about it, maybe even preached it before. That I don't want to be a bare minimum Christian. What do you mean, preacher? Oh, I don't want to be the one that's just hanging along behind, just doing this and what's necessary to still feel the Spirit of God every now and again. No, I want to be the one that brings a hundredfold that casts a hole in. Yeah. Oh, it says, God, here it is. Take with it, do with it as you please. Yeah. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. Think about this a minute. Those ones that the Lord's brought by your mind just this evening and just hear the Word of God 
that you held high and mighty. Do you think that they started that way? Do you think that as soon as God saved them, they were the same Christian they were until the day they died? Yeah. No. They were babes in Christ, were they not? Just like me and you are. They weren't born again as pillars in the church of God. They had the word for what they had with Him. Oh, and just because Abraham was great does not mean that Isaac, his son, would have been. He had to come the same way that his father did then. If he ever expected to make anything for God, that's what the Lord's trying to tell us. We've got to come the same way that our forefathers did if we expect to do anything for Him. There is no other way. God's not changed His methods. God's not changed the requirements. They're still the same. Oh, but is there any more who's willing, Dean? Who's willing to let go of their ideas and their opinions? What they think's right? And say, God, here it is. Use me as you see fit. Oh, I'm afraid. Oh, I'm afraid there's not many anymore who's willing just to cast all in. Oh, but God is still true to His Word. He's still true to His Word. Don't let that discourage you. He's still true to His Word. He will still hear you. Just as He did your mother, your father, your great, great, great granddaddy, whoever it is you can think of, God will hear you too. Oh, let's hurry along. And the man waxed great. And went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possession of flocks and possession of herds and great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him. The world hated him. Jesus said the world was going to hate you and me. Marvel not that the world hates you. I'll just cast all in for Him. Don't let that discourage you. Let that be an encouragement that we're on the right path for God. For all the wells which His Father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham His father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. This is the message the Lord put on my heart. Verse 17. And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. Verse 18. And Isaac digged again 
the wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. What in the world? What in the world are you saying there, preacher? Here's Isaac, the son of Abraham, this great man. Oh, he did not despise his inheritance. He knew exactly where to go to find the water from the same well that his father what do you mean, preacher? We know, Christians, what it's going to take. We know where to get the spiritual blessings in our lives. Have we dug again the wells of water and the way that we know is right? Amen. Oh, so many looking for another way, brother. So many things. No, surely we don't have to go that way. Oh, listen, Isaac knew he was there when Abraham dug these wells, no doubt. Yeah. He knew where to find the water. He dug again the wells of Abraham. We've got to get back again to the wells of our forefathers. Amen, Stan. If we ever expect to get anywhere with Him, oh, as the Lord was rolling this over and over in our hearts, I began, He began to let me ponder on the times that those mighty men and women of God let me drink from their wells. Amen. Woo! What a blessing! Oh, when they, as you did, I believe it was, who raised down their hand to me and said, it's your heart is my heart. And he said, come up into my chariot for a little while and let me show you my zeal for the Lord. Yeah. Oh, when they let me drink from that well. Oh, what are you talking about, preacher? Oh, got to drink from their well when they, in obedience to my Father, stood to their feet and praised His high and holy name. They gave this little boy a drink. Gave me something that would keep me, oh, to give me strength to carry on. Oh, preacher, I don't know. I don't know. Have you ever, have you ever drank from the well of a brother or sister? Jesus said, you drink of this water, you'll thirst again. Oh, you drink of the water that I shall give you. It shall be a well of water in you. Springing up into everlasting life. I'm thankful I saw some whales when I was a young boy. Springing up into everlasting life. Oh, I may not always understood it, Dean. Why in the world they were doing what they were doing. But I'm thankful I got to see it. Oh, Isaac may have not always understood. Oh, Father, why are you digging another well? Yeah. We've already got water over the hill. Oh, my goodness gracious. When the 
No doubt. No doubt. We've seen many. It was never raised this way. Yeah. Never experienced the movement of the Spirit of the Lord yeah. until He saved them. Oh, and I'm thankful the Lord did save them. I'm thankful He saved me too. But you know, long before He saved me, I'm thankful for the inheritance He gave me. Yeah. Oh, for those times that I got to see those wells of water springing up. Oh, in those men and women's hearts. Oh, and they didn't care what the world thought about them. They didn't care what this one or that one's going to say. They just wanted to be obedient unto Him. Oh, and I'm thankful for that in my life. Oh, let's read on. I'll try to finish up. We see Isaac knew where to find the water. We know, we know whether we care to admit it or not. We know where to find the power of God. We know how to get there. We can try to say, well, I'm not sure if I should do this or if I should do that. You know how to get to God. Because the way has not changed. It's still the same. Still the same. And Isaac digged again the wells of water, which they had digged in the days of Abraham, his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. Oh, the devil will try his best to stop up the well of those who are dead and gone. That we will forget the stand that they took for the Lord. Oh, let me just say this before I go on. We know the story well of Elijah and Elisha. How had Elijah to ask Elisha, what would you do unto thee? Lord, I may receive a double portion of thy spirit. He said, you ask a hard thing, but nevertheless, if you see me, oh, when I die, so to speak, he said, it will be granted unto you. Oh, and here he was, they just crossed over Jordan. Elijah had just smoked the water over his mouth, and the water's parted hither and thither, and they walked across on dry ground. Oh, and here how the chair of the Lord come and got Elijah and his mantle fell. Elijah picked that mantle up and what did he do with it? What did we do with it? Did we do what Elijah or Elisha did with Elijah's mouth? He went right back down to the Jordan smoked the waters said where is the Lord God of Elijah and the waters parted just as they had done for Elijah why because that same promise applied to him that applies to us if we will be obedient unto him he will be with us And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there 
a well of springing water. And the herdmen of Gerar did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of it of the well Esek, because they strove with him. Verse 21, And they digged another well, and strove for that also. And he called the name of it Sitnai. And he removed from thence, and digged another well. And for that they strove not, and he called the name of it Rehoboth. And he said, For now the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Now think about this a minute, because it's a question that come up, should come up in every one of our minds. Isaac had just said, he dug again the wells of his father. It doesn't name how many there were, but he dug them again, and there was water there. So why in the world did Isaac go and begin to be a try to dig another well? Think about that. Why did he? He dug three more wells. Why? Oh, I believe it's exactly where many of us find ourselves all across our churches in this great nation. Oh, we've got a drink from mother and father's well. Oh, and we think that that's going to be enough for us. Oh, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love the time. Thankful for the time. I got the drink from their wells. But that wasn't enough. Woo, to see me for who? Yeah. I had to drink, brother, from my own well. Amen. Amen. Oh, have you ever had a drink from your well? What do you mean, preacher? That's awful. Strange. Jesus has already said it. It shall be in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Oh, I hate to say it, but if you don't already have that well, you are none of these. Because He will give unto you a well of life. Oh, what a blessing. I'm thankful for my inheritance. I'm thankful for where the Lord allowed me to grow up. And the men and women that He put in my life. Many mighty men and women that pillars in my life and will be till the day I die. Oh, but I'm even more thankful. He gave me a well. Oh, can we take that a step farther? If He's given you a well, how many have you let drink from that? Well, right. oh, preacher, I can't give them my salvation. No, you cannot. And if you tried, it wouldn't be enough for them. Oh, but you can let them taste what how good the Lord is. Oh, how do I do that, preacher? How do I let them drink from that well that the Lord gave me? Oh, He already said it. Oh, just be obedient unto His voice. Just obey His commandments. Oh, when He's knocking on that heart to sing a song, knocking on your 
I'm afraid. I'm afraid in a lot of what our younger people are saying is true. They say that if they are a Christian, I want nothing to do with it. How sad it would be for their blood to be on our hands. All because we've got our wells capped off. Oh, preacher, the Bible said that the Philistines filled that Abraham's well with earth. Oh, and we say that it was the devil that capped our wells. I differ with you there. I differ with you there. God promised you the same thing that He promised Isaac. The same thing. He said, if you'll be with Him, He'll be with you. He said, but if you forsake me, I will forsake you. It wasn't the devil, this world, or anybody else that stopped our way with us. It was me. It was you. If your wells stopped up, it's your fault tonight. Oh, that maybe we could be as Isaac and we could dig again. Dig again. The wells of our fathers. Dig again. Unstop the well that we've got part of. The cares of this world, the cares of this life, uh, uh, the joys of this world, whatever it may be, it's got our well stopped up. If we can see tonight how imperative it is, let it be again a well of water springing up in everlasting life. Not for all our sakes alone, but for all those that are around us. For our loved ones, for our families, for the stranger on the street, for the man and woman that we meet in line at the grocery store. Oh, how we pray it is that we show them Jesus. Yeah. And how can we if our wells are stopped up? Yeah. I don't want to settle for what the devil is trying offer as a substitute because there is only one way that will work and I'm so thankful that it's not hidden from us we know exactly what it is we know what it is that's got our own personal wells stopped up and I'm thankful that we can dig again those wells, aren't you? How miserable an existence it would be if when we slipped and we fell and come short that God never gave us another opportunity to get back in His good graces. If He never gave us opportunity to repent. Oh, but my God is a merciful, merciful Savior who desires to have fellowship with me and you. Who desires that you have life. 
and that you have it more abundantly. He don't want you chained down like you said, brother, in the prayer room under the laws of this world, under the burden, the guilt, and the condemnation that was in the, as on everybody who was under the burden of the law and trying to keep all of those laws. No. He wants us to be free. That's what He did for me. He said, me free. He wants you not only to have life, but to have it more abundantly. Well, you say He wants me to go out and live it up in the world. No. He wants you to have an abundant life because you're free from sin. You've been set free. Oh, what a wonderful Savior that we serve. And He removed from thence and digged another well. And for that they strove not. And He called the name of it Rehoboth. And He said, For now the Lord hath made room for us. And we shall be fruitful in the land. Don't think for one second if you start to make a move toward God, the devil is just going to freely let you go. When did He, when did he run in to... When did He run into strife? When he began to try to dig another well for himself. Anytime the Bible says, Paul said, I find in a law that when I would do good, evil is present. I can guarantee you, if you begin to make a step toward God, the devil will be there with everything he can to hold you back. Don't be wasted. Don't be surprised. When that comes, we should already be expecting it, God done told us. But what did He say in Romans chapter 8? We are more than conquerors from Him. If God be for us, who can be against us? Oh, we can press on, He said. And I believe it was in John chapter 15, I am the lie and you are the branches. Without me, ye can do nothing. Oh, but he said over in Philippians that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You are not going to get through this yourself. You have to have Him. But He's made you the same promise that He made Abraham and Isaac. Not, I'm not talking that the Messiah is going to come out of our lineage. No, I'm saying the promise that He would be with them. He will be with you tonight. That's my God. That's my Savior. What a wonderful Savior that I serve. Oh, the Lord forbid me to sell unto you my inheritance. You know, Nabal spoke the truth there. It was a law in the the Old Testament. It was forbidden. For them to sell the inheritance of our fathers. Oh, could we not see? It's just as important for us not to sell our inheritance. What has been passed down to us? Oh, how precious it is, Dean. Oh, the times that we've got to witness the power of God so strong growing up. How quickly is that departing? 
And is that God's fault? Many people would say that it is. Many people would say, well, that's just how, how it's going to go. That's the signs of the times. How we're just victims of prophecy. But I refuse to say that it's God's fault. No, it's us who's walked away from Him. It's us. We're the reasons that the glory is departing from the house of the Lord. That's as far as I'm going to go. I'm thankful to be here. I appreciate the good liberty to preach, brother. You go ahead. Amen. Appreciate the word of God tonight. Let's stand if we would.